Mark Eaton is a professor of English literature at Azusa Pacific University in Southern California. He's taught at Claremont Graduate University and the University of Oklahoma, as well as held research fellowships from Oxford University and the Templeton Religion Trust. He's the co-editor of The Gift of Story and has contributed to a number of other books. He's currently the editor of the journal Christianity and Literature and has published in many journals such as American Literary History, Modern Fiction Studies, and Pedagogy. I met with Mark to discuss his work at CTI on our topic on religion and violence and his research project called Pathways to Terror, Literary Fiction and Radicalization. So Mark, tell me a bit about how you got into literature to start with. You mean how I sort of decided to study literature? Yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, well, my dad was an English professor and uh, he taught American literature at Whitworth College where I ended up going to undergraduate um, and then I thought about becoming a graphic designer but I just got so into literature and kind of cultural history and intellectual history that I decided to go to graduate school and so that's how I got into literature I became a American literature professor and now that you're at the Center of Theological Inquiry for this program has that how is that interaction with religion and, and literature um, is that is that a, a an interdisciplinary project you've worked on before, or yes. is this kind of the first? Yeah, so I've really I've been working on um, religion and literature for quite some time, um, and I've just finished a book actually called Religion and American Literature since 1950, and it's going to be published in the New Directions in Religion and Literature series mm -hmm. by Bloomsbury Academic. Um, so I got interested in it religion and literature, I think because, you know, it was a way of kind of understanding my upbringing. I was raised in the Presbyterian Church. I went to a, a Presbyterian liberal arts college. Um, and it, it sort of, I don't know, it just helped me to, to kind of study uh, religion and literature, and I got very involved in it. I'm, I'm now the editor of the journal Christianity and Literature. So tell me a bit about the project you've been working on at, at CTI. So uh, this project is a little bit of a spinoff of the book that I just mentioned um, in that I had started working on uh, thinking about novels about 9-11, about September 11th and the terrorist event. And I, I was looking at novels about 9-11 as a way of thinking about religion, the way that religion motivates terrorists. Um, so it, it seemed kind of perfectly suited for this theme of religion and violence. Mm -hmm. The idea in my work is sort of, you know, what, are, what can we learn from these authors about what's motivating the perpetrators of religious violence? How do we get into the minds of the terrorists themselves? How do we think about, you know, what's going on in their heads? You know, is it a kind of, is it just religion? Is it a mix of like kind of religion and other things. So I think that was the kind of question that I was trying to think through uh, in my work on these novels. And tell me a bit about what the novels are. Yeah, so um, right after 9-11, a lot of prominent authors just almost immediately started to try to think about terrorism in their fiction. So uh, a good example would be John Updike published this short story in the Atlantic called A Varieties of Religious Experience, and that came out in 2002. 
But then, you know, shortly after that, you started seeing these novels about 9-11 specifically, um, but then also about kind of uh, related uh, sort of things uh, to 9-11. So uh, John Updike published a novel himself called Terrorists uh, in 2006. And then one of my favorites is a novel by Don DeLillo called Falling Man uh, from 2007. A lot of people uh, know this book by Jonathan Safran for called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. That was made into a movie, but that, that novel came out in 2005. So yeah, I was just looking at a whole range of, of these novels and I, I discuss a lot of them in my, in my project. Did these novels have an impact on the culture at the, you know, at the time, would you think? I think so, yeah. I mean, I would say that in some ways the novels were kind of helping uh, readers to think about what 9-11 meant for the country. And, and I mean, a lot of people were kind of affected by it directly, obviously. They had, you know, friends who were uh, victims or they were there in New York at the time. So I think it was a very traumatic experience uh, for Americans, but not just those who were directly affected. I think it indirectly affected, you know, the whole nation in a lot of ways, because it was there on TV, you know, right. people watched it. So I would argue that, yes, I mean, these writers were helping to kind of sort through that national trauma of 9-11. You know, for example, the, the New Yorker magazine published um, what's called the Black Issue, like the weekend after it happened, and John Updike had an essay in that where he was already, you know, thinking about 9-11 uh, and what it means for people. So that black issue has the famous cover where the two twin towers are kind of silhouetted yeah. uh, in all black. So that's an example of how I think these fiction writers were definitely, along with obviously journalists and lots of other people, they were trying to kind of think through these events. Was there pushback, an uh, idea that, you know, maybe you shouldn't, deal with this in fiction or you shouldn't try to get in the heads of, of a terrorist? Yes, there has been some pushback. Um, you know, so for example, Don DeLillo has been criticized in his book Falling Man. He uh, spends a lot of time in that book with the 9-11 uh, conspirators. So one of the characters in the novel is Mohammed Atta, who was kind of the ringleader of the 9-11 um, conspirators. And so he has been criticized for, you know, trying to get into the heads, uh, head of Muhammad Atta and others. And, you know, how can you do that? How, how can you, uh, you know, fully understand? So, yeah, there has been some pushback. I think for me, you have to remember that imaginative literature always takes some license in entering into the minds of others. And a part of reading fiction is kind of suspending your disbelief and saying, okay, I'm going to go with this imaginative, speculative um, piece of literature about these characters. And, you know, for the, for, the, for the purpose of literature anyway, they're fictional characters, even if they're based on real individuals. So how has reading these texts and writing on them influenced your view of, of this whole question we've been talking about of religion and violence and how they might be related? Yeah, so I think that what I think what I've learned from fiction is that when we talk about religious violence, we're talking about people who are 
committing these acts of, of violence in the name of religion. So it's, it's sort of how they understand religion. And obviously a lot of people might say, well, that's a, a perversion of these religious traditions that really have, you know, some, they have kind of robust traditions of peace. And, um, but in the case of these actors, they, they understand themselves to be, to be religious actors in a sense. But I think the other thing that we learn from literature is that it's it's always religion tied into a lot of other things. So, you know, it's 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 political, it's ideological, and it's religious at the same time. And it's always a kind of mix of motives, I think, that is uh, motivating these people. And a novel would even be a place where you could see, you know, the personal motivations that might come about. Yeah, exactly. Alienation from society That's or from right. communities That's and right. so on. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I've, I've studied some of the sociologists who are talking about terrorism, um, Scott Atron and Louise Richardson and others, and, and what they say is that a lot of times these individuals get super committed to a group, and it's sort of a group ideology that uh, coalesces around politics and religion. And the group, the, the kind of commitment to the group and to the ideas it sort of overrides a lot of other things so that they're 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 willing to commit these extreme acts including suicide uh, bombings they're willing to do these things for the sake of the group and the cause um, and I think that you know in in literature you kind of get a similar analysis of how mixed the motives are and how the group dynamics function etc but as you're saying, mm-hmm also the kind of personal grievances um, that that some of these characters can have. Absolutely. So as a last question, I would just like to hear about how, you know, during this workshop at CTI, maybe you've interacted with other scholars on this question of religion and violence and perhaps how how their work has influenced yours. Absolutely. I mean, it's been really helpful for me to be with a group of scholars that are, you know, in a lot of cases, they're studying real violence, you know, hotspot areas around the world and trying to figure out how to kind of ameliorate these conflict zones. So it's been really, in some ways, a little intimidating at first. It's like they're studying real violence and I'm studying this imagined violence in literature. But I think, you know, one thing I've learned from other scholars is just how to think about religion and violence in in very nuanced in complex ways, and it's kind of helped me see how literature can kind of provide a perspective on it um, that is in some ways, you know, illuminating and even kind of instructive. So I've learned a lot from, you know, religious studies scholars, uh, peace studies, scholars from peace studies. Uh, It's been really great to interact with the group. and I think the last thing I'll say is that I just learned to trust my voice, you know, and, and sort of trust what I want to say about these things mm-hmm. and and really try to foreground that in my work. Absolutely. Well, Mark Eaton, thanks for being on the podcast and for your contributions in this workshop. Thanks for having me, Josh. It's been great. Thanks. To learn more about CTI, visit our website at ctinquiry.org and follow our pages on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave us a review.